you see that tweet that somebody dubbed all this stuff over things that happened in the Grammys? And it's like Megan the Stallion like shoots lasers out of her fingers at Lizzo. No, see, see, no one cares. No one, no one knows. No one cares. It's all just about what's a viral moment and otherwise doesn't matter. I do know that Santana apparently got snubbed and was not mentioned in the in memoriam section. Despite you mean being Naya Rivera. Yeah, okay, I said Santana. Well, I know, but you said Naya, you said Santana, and I my head went to the musician Santana. Oh, no. The only this oh, show's about glee. So again, Santana, I don't know names, was not listed in the in memoriam section, despite allegedly being uh nominated at some point. Who knows? Was she real I don't I are you bringing maybe, in glee tea that I did not know about? Maybe I don't I don't know how they were not maybe they were all nominated, supposedly some kind of vocals. I don't know. They've definitely all been nominated in the past. I just did not know that she was specifically nominated separately. But yeah, you're right. They did not it was also a shorter in memoriam than in years past. And I'm like, y'all know that more people died, right? Like, uh, in memoriams are real stupid. I don't I, I they're stupid because of a couple of things. One, you have to list out all the people who died and have a whole dedicated section to what to what? And two, if you don't include everybody, then you get shit on for it. So it's a me. It's a, it's a good job. Good luck task. Well, I think there were a couple of good things that this year's Grammys did that you didn't watch. So number one, they were hosted by Trevor Noah. And so he was funny. He had these like quips in there that were like pretty good. And number two, they were extremely performance-based. Like, I think they might have only done, like, six awards in the whole show that was four hours long. So, but it was kind of like you got to see, like, a live concert, which I think was kind of nice for a lot of people, you know, who've been stuck inside and haven't gotten to see live music in a long time. Yeah, YouTube doesn't um, exist. And, well, people aren't doing live shows There was YouTube. a million live shows. A million. They did them last summer, but they haven't done anything in, like, six months. Oh, God. No one cares and then for the in memoriam, they had people close to them for like big artists. They had people close to them sing songs by them. So like Lionel Richie sang a Kenny Rogers song. Like it was like a kind of like a cute, not cute, but like kind of a, more of like a feel good sort of thing. Sure. All right. The Grammys. What a waste of time. <sighs> Welcome back. I don't remember how we, how we do that. We that's what, that's how it starts. It's welcome back to Outlog. Also known as, and that's what you missed on Glee. I'm Dalton, the self-certified Gleek. Oh, you're certified now. I'm Zach, the uh, the quintessential first-time view guy. <laughs> there you go. There you go. And this is, that's what you missed on Glee, the one and only Glee Rewatch podcast brought to you by us. Wow. Sure. And brought um, to you by... Yeah. The one and only. Do you know what I'm gonna say? <laughs> yes, yes, that is right. Zach and I are actually recording this live in the Pink Pony Club with Chappelle Roan. Oh my God, Chapel, Chapel Roan, Chapel Roan. Hello, Ch- Chapel, Ro- Chapel Roan. Welcome to the show. You know what's actually really funny is I totally forgot to even message her. <laughs> oh my god! What, do, what what do you do for this podcast? You what, know I've had even... a busy couple of weeks. Okay, so I totally forgot. And... I don't think you've done since done shit since we last published. I don't, you know. Okay, ma'am. <laughs> also, we published like a day ago. So 
I'm saying that's why you haven't done anything since then. So you've had plenty of time to, to I don't know, to get on that, get in the DMs, slide into her DMs. You know? I haven't done anything. My hair is the color of the wall. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, congratulations. You went and sat in a chair and let somebody bleach your roots. Are no, you happy? Roots, my whole head. I'm saying you, you, you would, you would easily survive Nazi Germany right now. I'm bleeding out of the side of my head right now. <laughs> oh, wow. You just need some blue eyes over there, and you'd be fine. Oh, my God. I have a, You know they used to measure people's nose, so I would not pass because I have a Jew nose. Oh. You like, do you have to like stand against the wall, and like if your nose hits the wall before something else does? Is it like a Hooters situation? Oh, I thought that was when your dick hit the wall before your... Oh, yeah. No, well, no. allegedly, the Hooters thing was your boobs had to hit the wall before your nose did i think i don't know i'm not sure Hmm. that's you know that was back when sexism was alive and well and now it's still alive but not so well i mean do you still have your punch card from hooters well no i traded it in for a hot ham and cheese what the fuck that was the it's the okay i've been there one time and it was the only thing that i (laughs) got what are you talking they had they mixed a mayo and a i don't know why i remember this they mixed a mayo and a horseradish it was kind of like a horsey sauce which you recently discovered and now agree that horsey sauce is lovely uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. It's, I'm, I feel bad for anybody who like likes to go to Hooters. That's a gross, gross place. My grandfather loves the wings. So Ugh, people who say they love Hooters wings are first of all, liars and B sex offenders. I would not say sex offenders, but I would say that they probably aren't going there just for the wings. Exactly. Or not at all for the wings. Are the you sauce. saying that? People who go to Hooters or strip clubs are sex offenders? Sometimes, yes. Sure, people who go to Walmart are also sometimes sex offenders. Correct, correct, correct. <laughs> yes, correct. I'm really trying, struggling to find the, the connection here. Are you, are, you, are you sad that I called your grandpa a, a sex offender? Is that what's happening? No, I'm just confused on the connection that you've made that Hooters equals sex offenders, where literally everywhere equals sex offenders. Yeah, but if I had to pick one place where they might you know, hang out and have a go-to club meeting... A, a sex offenders anonymous, if you will. I would, it would be the playground at the school you went to. No, it would be the play place at the McDonald's around the, around the corner from the school you went to. Ah, yes. I was talking about you specifically, um, trying oh. to unpack some childhood trauma. But um, you wish, you wish, and if and if it did happen to me, who don't know? Who knows? I've repressed it. I don't know. <laughs> I I couldn't tell you. Could not tell you. And to people out there who might have had that happen to them, I would say. You probably were on Wayfair.com at some point. Wayfair.com. <laughs> All right. Well. Oh, my God. We're getting canceled because of this episode. Yeah. I can already feel yeah, it. That's, that's where we're at right now. So, hey. Well. Let's start the show. That's not your line. You can't keep taking my line. I think we're both allowed to have that line. No, because you immediately talk next. So it's not fair to me. This show can't be all you. No, I don't. You do. No. Yeah, huh? Because you tell the episode title. Mm. Exactly. That's a perfect whatever. I don't agree. Let's get into because I normally go. Let's get into episode like immediately. It's all a thing. Just say then just say you're right. Let's get into just follow it on because it's a funny little, you know, in my, in my head, I say that. And then there's some music behind my voice. That's like, da, 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 you know, like a, like a variety show. Like we got out of the, the cold open and we went right into the, it's going to be a great show, New York or whatever they fucking say on SNL. It's going to be a great show tonight. Nick Jonas is here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Chappelle Roan is not here. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a great show. It's going to be a great 
great episode tonight. Chappelle Roan did not make it today. This is episode something something duets of Glee. Pink Pony. All right. Sponsored by. Okay. Sponsored by Club. On the 26th episode, Will challenges the new directions to a duet competition. Sam joins the club. Artie loses his virginity. And Mike not only speaks, but sings. (laughs) And that's what you missed on Glee. Sure. Sure. All right. Puck is in juvie, which of course he is, right? Of course he is. Why not? Why not write him out of this episode so that we can afford Sam? And what doesn't make any sense to me is it's like just the dumbest storyline ever. Because also, number one, if you rob an ATM, you're gone. Right. You're not in juvie for a week. You're done. Yeah. That's like secret service stuff, you know? Call call the feds. The new directions are still down one person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. they have, they lost Matt. So Sam could have came in, and all it would do is make them at what they need to be. So obviously, what happened right. is the actor who plays Puck, who I totally forgot his name all of a sudden, um, must have had a conflict. Yeah, and it's uh, like, come on, y'all probably could have not even told us he wasn't there, and we wouldn't have noticed. Right. If he's not there singing some Sweet Caroline, you know, makes your ants undies wet song then who cares and Zach, uh, so i think a duet is a blanket would you let us know what a duet actually is allegedly a duet is when singers complement each other mm, one yeah. makes up for the other one's shortcomings adds to it oh we makes hate when they come meld. short oh god so uh <laughs> so sam is instantly in the club you know we've we've wrote him in and He's therefore gay. So we hope. And therefore, I instantly think, ooh, it's not going to be a good episode for Zach and his predictions. So remind the listeners, remind me, what were my predictions and how off were they? How dusty was my crystal ball? Um, So Sam performs a duet randomly, which leads him to joining the New Directions. (laughs) Artie will perform a duet with... Tina Turner, even though she's with the hot boy, Mike Chang. I was right. Hot boy when I said his name (laughs) and um, it'll be a uh, catalyst to bring them back together. And Will needs, he needs to do a duet with Sue, (laughs) which as I said last time, those are predictions and we'll see how (sighs) accurate they are as we go along. Obviously the first one is already incorrect because he just came in. Right. We love when they come in. Um, We love that. We love it. But they're doing a duet competition and everyone has to pair up. Kurt wants to pair up with Sam because he has a crush on him. But the winner of said competition gets dinner for two at breadsticks. Breadsticks. More like bread steaks. Am I right? More like bread stonks. (laughs) The stonk market. (laughs) All right. So we've got the steaks. We've got the competition. We've also got Kurt's three gifts, which he relays to Sam uh, in the hallway. I think Sam would be doing the laying to Kurt. Yes, you're you're calling Sam the 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 giver. Yes, the and Kurt the is pitcher. The and Kurt would be the catcher. Yes, Kurt saying, "Please, please, Sam, spit in my mouth." Which I mean, understandable, right? Like, oof, oof, Sam. Who knew? Who, who likes knew? bleach blonde hair anyway? That's fucking weird. That was the thing, though, in that in that you know year 
lemon juice, man. That was the thing. You can't spoil it now. <laughs> okay, sure. But that was the thing, right? Like people like did that shit all the time. You know, you had a summer thing and magically that's what people did. I mean, look at your hair, for example. I woke up right? blonde. I don't know what happened. <laughs> <laughs> people, people love a bottle of hair dye. And that's one of Kurt's three gifts. One, he's got a voice. Two, uh, he loves to spot trends in fashion. Apparently he and, spots them, but doesn't wear them because looking ugh, his, rough. Yeah. This outfit, this episode, ooh, a lot of stuff. Uh, and of course he knows when it comes from the bottle and regarding uh, hair dye. Uh, we then go to Brittany's house and she is getting some sweet lady kisses from Santana, which is a nice break from scissoring, you know? Yeah. I, I still wish there would have been more direct lesbian action. You know, she mentions uh, Melissa Etheridge, which is like enough of a gay wink, but I don't think there, and I don't remember, but I don't think there was any direct lip on lip loving. And I think that's annoying. I think that's some network bullshit and I wish that shit would stop. I think there was, and I don't have it proof was, of it. I have no proof. It was proof, just to the neck. I think that there it was. was. Just, ugh, you know, they had, again, they had two cuts, one where it was a full on and one where it wasn't. And then some network dumbass was like, mm, people can't handle that. The kids will panic. Well, if you want to see the proof, it will be on our Instagram because I actually don't know. But uh, Santana's letting Brittany know that she's not a lesbian. She doesn't want to sing Melissa Etheridge with her. Um, she just needs something warm beneath her so she can digest her food. Right. And instead, she actually wants Mercedes because she knows or thinks she knows that she will win this competition if she's got Mercedes pipes alongside her own pipes. We love a pipe. Um, <laughs> Finn then tells Kurt that he needs to kind of chill with the Sam stuff because honestly, Sam is a straight man and Finn is also a straight man. And Finn is worried about the way that it would look with two men singing a duet together. He doesn't want to get, he doesn't want Sam to get bullied and leave the glee club. Like Finn has contemplated and done several times, which I of course don't agree with. (laughs) I don't agree with Finn's approach here. I think uh, I just, I will never get over the F the, the F word comment towards Kurt. It doesn't, it has painted like it has, it has defamed his character at this point. You know, anything he does now in my head relates back to that moment. And yes, allegedly people can grow from stuff and they can, they can change and they can be made aware blah, 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 blah. But if that is something that sticks in your mind and that's a word that you choose to use, regardless of how much shit you get for it in the moment and now therefore have to change or apologize for your actions. That shit is that person's personality. And in this moment when he's telling him, Hmm, you really shouldn't do this to this guy. You know, I don't think he's what you think he is. I don't want you to, I don't want him to get bullied. Blah, 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 blah. Like I, I don't like where he's coming from. I do think it's entirely selfish. They just want to win this cup. They just want to win Sam over and keep him in the club. All of which are bad things when it comes to the reason to have Kurt not sing with him, which is literally just him singing with another boy. Stupid. All stupid. This is the shit that needs to end. The only thing two boys should be doing together is oral sex. Wow. So, I mean, I agree with what you're saying to a certain extent. I think, um, I think two things really. One is that I think there is using faggot as Finn did. Oh God. I've never bleeped it out. It's always been me <laughs> saying faggot. Um, uh, 
It's just so, I don't know. And I think I've said it on the show too, but it's, it's just derogatory. It's dumb. Like I just, I don't know. I've never been okay with being able to fully say it and like move past it. But he calling things faggy and calling, you know, that sort of stuff. I, I think back to 2008, not to say it's okay. Uh huh. But I think that was like legitimately something a lot of people did. Same with the R word. I mean, it was just like a, yeah, it was just a consistent thing. So I'm not saying it's okay, but I think you have to, when you're looking at him, you have to think of, Oh, nobody's ever told me that I shouldn't use that word in this way. Now someone's telling me, let me change. Let me learn from this. And on the other hand, I think he does bring up the good point that Kurt in the past has done some very predatory things that he's wanting to make sure Kurt is aware of before moving forward in this situation. However, the predatory things I think are, I don't know that I call them predatory. I think it's something that I mean, he, you know, if you like somebody, you go after someone. You, you love this show, the teacher. <laughs> Oh my God. But just because you think just because a guy pursues another guy, cause he's interested in him regardless of sexual orientation. I, I it doesn't make sense to, for, to me to call that predatory. I don't think he ever took, didn't take no for an answer. And the same would not be said true of a guy doing that to a girl who he's interested in and therefore doesn't want to take no for an answer. I mean, at some point, yeah, it's predatory, but I don't know that Kurt ever crossed a line. I think Kurt did cross a line, especially when someone is clear with their intentions towards you to continue to make, not like, not like flirting with them, but to make actual advances towards that person is crossing the line. What were the advances? You know, like the, as Finn mentioned, and I think it was theatricality, like he's always staring at him in the showers. He, um, Kurt is always staring at him in the showers. And talk faster. Kurt even what? I said talk faster. You're I'm talking me. the way you do, just so you know. When I'm editing everything, every like phrase that you say, I have to move forward a whole second because you take a second break between each phrase, and it drives me insane. He did the shower things. He also at one point tried to like move Rachel away from Finn so that he could have Finn for himself. And that's when Rachel was like, it doesn't matter if I'm first, it doesn't matter if I'm second or I'm 50th, but I'll always be ahead of you because I'm a girl. Like uh-huh. Finn yeah. has been very clear with his intentions with Kurt, which is simply to be a brother to Kurt. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't think that until they had that altercation in the basement, I don't think Kurt really knew it really like set in, you know, uh, but I have to give Kurt props for trying to pursue that, that's that str eight <laughs> relationship, you know, in hopes that this guy has a weak moment, has a, has a ambiguous decision to make, or has like a, I don't know. He, he, he's looking for that porno moment. You know, he's looking for that stepbrother takedown. I don't know. He's looking I think for it's the... only because you don't have a brother, but like, there's nothing <laughs> sexual about like a brother relationship. No, normally. no, 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 no. <laughs> I said step brother, which, oh, for sure. There is that shit all the time. Come on. I don't I, have one, but I assume so. I don't think there is. I just think that porn has like know. warped the idea of <laughs> step brothers. And uh-huh. like, because I mean, that is like the whole thing in the porn industry is like, like incest is like that like taboo thing. I don't even think this is people are like into the fact that it's incest. It's more the fact that it is something that is taboo and people are like, Ooh, like <laughs> let's get on this. Something we shouldn't talk about, but like, it's like still, it, it doesn't like 
No. I guess. I, I mean, mean, if I had a stepbrother and he was gay, would I fuck him? Sure. But like. <laughs> That's what, there you go. Okay. At the end of the day, all I can say is I, I, I continue to not like Finn. It's fine. But also I continue to not like whatever the fuck Kurt's wearing in this, in this scene. What is this like sailor vest visor situation? It's like a weird visor too. I, why are we wearing a visor? Like what? I it's really sunny understand. in the cafeteria. I don't know why you're complaining. It's just the weirdest. Like, I just want to know who Kurt's like wardrobe person is. And if he had, if he, Mr. Chris Colfer, if he had anything to say about it, cause like nobody would wear that. Not even somebody who thinks they're into fashion trends, I think <laughs> might wear that. Unless I'm just so far detached from what fashion trends were in 2010. I just don't ever think that was even remotely close to what would possibly be a trend. Next, we do get a uh, Rachel and Finn duet rehearsal moment in the Glee Club choir room, and they're singing Don't Go Breaking My Heart. And I just don't understand the full band for just a rehearsal. Because when it started out, I was like, oh, they're performing their duet. And then I was like, oh, no, this is a fucking rehearsal because, like, what? I, I, uh, I, I, it's a... It's a, it's a performance. It's, it's just like, I just don't know. I just think this is a dumb song. I think it's like, it's no borderline open your heart. Right. It's, it's, it's an easy go to like duet. Apparently this song was made. I looked it up a little bit. Apparently the song was made famous because of this duet uh, between Elton John and Kiki D. But at the end of the day, it's just kind of like Finn singing (laughs) and I hate it. (laughs) I hate when he's just awkwardly like, I still think he's just a badass, a badass. He's a bad actor. I'm starting to realize that I think that you have a secret crush on Finn. No, absolutely not. I just, I have no interest in this character. I have no interest in him as an actor. I have no interest in this human. It's like above anything I've ever seen before. He, I just like am Callie so Haitian, shocked. But like, come on, Zach. I'm just so shocked at him being like in the position that he is on the show. He like, ah, I, he's just such a throwaway character. I just, I don't know. I don't like him. I wish I did because it would make the show even better to me. But at the end of the day, ugh, ugh, you know, skip this song. Rachel, after after they finish performing, Rachel does have a realization, if you would, that she is not a nice person. And I'm like, we could have told you that. Leah Michelle is not a nice person. Rachel Berry is pretty much Leah Michelle in unicorn sweaters. So, I mean, come on. Sure. And they realize uh, so that they have th- to find a way for her to lose a singing competition. Yeah. Which is going to go against everything she believes in, her pride. But it's for long-term gain, right? Which I think maybe you can sum up better than me because I didn't really understand what the purpose of throwing the competition was. So that Sam would feel welcomed pretty much is what it was. Like if if he wins and gets that adulation, then he will be happy to stick around and keep like they think he's good enough to be on the team basically, but he needs to know that too. Right. Because I think that, I mean, if the first thing you do when you come in is you do a competition and then you immediately lose. <laughs> like, it's a little bit of a... Yeah, for sure. It's a hit to your ego. Yeah. Uh, Tina. Tina and Mike are fighting, which I thought back to my prediction, and I said, oh, baby, there it is, right? She's pissed because they spend too much time with his mom, which is like the funniest, perfect little quarrel, almost as if they're like an old married couple. Like, it's just a, an adorable little... Scene. She's over dim sum, you know? She wants fucking breadsticks, and this is her chance. 
She's just over Asian stuff, pretty much, is what she says. She's like, which I have it was never. a chicken feet salad. <laughs> which I have never said. But Mike is refusing to sing with Tina in the duets because he's just there to look hot. I don't know if he actually said that, but that's what I wrote down. <laughs> he said he's there to dance. He's a dancer. Ah, yes, 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 yes. I think, I think those are synonymous. <laughs> but I also said, wait a minute, Mike said something? He's got fucking lines? He has more than one word this episode? What's he happening? He got the script again in the mail? What the hell? Crazy. Insane. He's like, I don't have to just do this. I have a whole fucking performance to do. I've got lots of stuff to do this this show. <laughs> Brittany then approaches uh, Wheels, a.k.a. Artie, because she wants to be his girlfriend because she wants to one day put him in a stroller. <laughs> yeah, that which is the weirdest quote I've ever heard. I just really want to get you in a stroller. What? Is this like a... <laughs> I don't know. Is this any window? Is this like her secret kink? I want to push you around. They end up deciding they're going to do the duet together, which is like they kind of show is all to make Santana jealous. Right. Yeah. They like walk away and Santana's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Sam and Finn are in the showers. Oh Drop my the God. towel. <laughs> uh, and then he's putting on jeans. Good Lord, man. Go stand but- in front of a fucking Hollister. Yikes. I was so mad though that they like cut away to a side thing and he when the we were looking at Sam, uh-huh. he was in a towel. Uh-huh. We cut away. We came back to Sam. He already had his underwear on. Come on. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, right. <laughs> Who do uh, we sue? I mean, Fox, you could have just showed a little bit of a little bit a little a, a crumb. Just a crumb. <laughs> You're looking for an outline. You're looking for the ability to gauge yeah. what's happening underneath that uh Cotton, Cottonelle. Or put the unedited version on Cinemax. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but hey, guess what? Finn's being a prick again. Imagine that. And Sam oh says, God. do you have a problem with gay people? And I said, yes, Sam. Yes, 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 yes. He doesn't Luckily, have a problem with gay people. Well, again, but his words are coming off that way. So much so that a person who doesn't need his protection is hearing it. And he's like, no, bitch, I'm a good person. I, ha- I you know, gave my word. To Finn, or to, sorry, to Kurt, to uh, to perform with him. And Finn's like, not a good idea. Not a good idea. Blah, 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 blah. At which point Sam gets slushied. Yes. <laughs> so maybe it wasn't a good idea. <laughs> so he gets slushied for joining the Glee Club, but Quinn sees it happen, and she helps him clean up a little bit. Oof, but he's also such a, a fucking nerd. Like, speaking yeah, Navi. But it's cute. It's a cute scene. It's Is a, it? It's, it's a, uh, after watching the third to all the boys I loved movie, it's their meat cute, you know? Is, is that a turn on for you? A boys speaking Navi? No, but again, it's a cute moment. It's something that's like, it's a talking point. It's uh they aligned over having seen Avatar, which for some reason is a big movie that I'll never understand. It's the most boring movie ever made. Oh my God. It's so good. You psychopath. It's so fucking stupid. And I just... I don't get it. And I don't understand. Honestly, I don't also don't understand why Disney has included it now in Disney world. What the fuck? That's like 15 years gone at this point. Nobody knows what that world is anymore. I under, I would understand if those sequels were like out there, you know, and there was like a, a huge pent up demand, but they're not. And it's like, they keep That's getting only delayed for you. I think almost everyone who has seen avatar have, has always thought I would love to one day somehow be in this like world that they live on. <laughs> well, they and, and honestly, Avatar World does that. As like, understood by Quinn, no, they haven't. Nobody wants to be there. Nobody understands the language. Nobody understands well, the tale situation. The language, obviously, but it is iconic. 
uh, I think it's Pandora at Disney World is amazing. The ride <laughs> all, is all Pandora is amazing. is a store at a at a mall that no one goes to. Okay, you probably bought your mom's Mother Day's Mother's Day <laughs> gift there. Your poor mother. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I, went, I went to. I got a precious moment instead. Equally <laughs> stupid. <laughs> you went to the uh, 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 fuck. I had another company. It did not come to me. Brighton. The one that makes like personalized shits for weddings and whatnot. A, I was gonna, like a, a thing to remember some dumb uh, shit. Yeah. I was going to say Brighton. That's another place. That's very, you know, look, it's silver. <laughs> She'll love this. It's shiny. It's shiny. Dangle this in front of your mom's face. Right. Our motto is the thought that counts. I do remember watching this for the first time and realizing when he spoke Nobby, ah, he is a straight. <laughs> because... I don't think that says that at all. You don't think that him you think, trying you think to he, flirt with Quinn by speaking Navi? Well, okay, yes. There's the context. Him trying to flirt with her is he's a straight, not him speaking Navi. You think a gay can't speak Navi? I don't think they can. Wow. Is does Navi have their own Holocaust? Like what's happening right now? They're anti gay? I, I um you can't make a Holocaust joke. I think that, I don't think it's a um, Holocaust joke. That's a Holocaust I, uh a metaphor. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Was it funny when I said it? I don't think no. so. What I'm saying, it's not a joke, but sure, let's cut it just in case. I don't want to get canceled. <laughs> um, the canceled, I don't know what you keep doing with that can. Uh, can sold, I don't want to get canceled. It was my prop. I'm I'm, I'm logging <laughs> off. Goodbye. <laughs> it's, it's, it's me holding a can of LaCroix. <laughs> you should just close the screen, like apparently, uh, Prince the Philip. royal family. Yes, Which, does. have you seen him lately, Prince Philip? Oh, god. He just left the hospital having his like third heart transplant. And that man is on his last leg. I don't know why they keep these. Why do they keep these old people around? You know, I mean, if I was as old I'm as he is, he's almost a hundred. Yeah. Right? See, I'm saying, what's the point? It's at a certain point where you're almost just like, if I can die, not painfully. Yeah. Just let it happen. Shut him off a cliff. <laughs> I, like that can't be painful. You know, you, you get hit once you're I done. I think it could get painful. I don't think so. I think, you know, if someone jumps out of an airplane, they go splat. And at that point, I don't think there's any pain there. I think it might be less painful to die that way. But that is why that I, am, I am in favor of um, euthanasia, like doctor assisted suicide. <laughs> like you go to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've always thought that, that was insane that people oppose that. It's like if you're 95 and you're like, I'm in pain and I would like to die, please do this for me, doctor. Yeah. Why are I people mean, opposing that? I, I can see that. I, I think there's just the, there's the, you know, there's the doctors. I, what, what is it? Kevorkian? Who's the guy that, you know, took it too far? Dr. Sleep? Was Taking they called it too him? far. I think that was the, that was like the guy who basically was Did a serial killer. Did he go past killer. the second hole or were you still in the first one? I don't know what that means. When you're fucking. Uh-huh. There's a second hole. Oh, you're talking straight sex. No, gay sex. What? How is there a second hole? What are you talking about? Oh my about? God, there, there's a second hole. What? <laughs> Wait, hold on, please. Everything stops. Will you teach me anatomy right now? Yes. All right, kids, ladies and gents, uh, <laughs> ladies, gents, gays, straights alike, listening from home, this is your first anatomy lesson on Atwamog. Please, Dalton, uh, go ahead and pull the chalkboard out, wheel it over, and draw me a sketch. Are you looking up something links to send me? And is it appropriate no, I'm for my iPhone? Up, I'm looking up like a way to describe the anatomy for you. Okay. Are you going to become on a, be on a list for looking no. this up? Okay. Open no, private so like, browsing. It's the rectum, right? Okay. It's like, right. You get into the hole. You go past okay, the I, hole and it's like, I don't, I don't need technical terms. I need like 
you know, butthole. <laughs> like, okay, what? well, you're in the, the butthole is the first hole. Okay, okay. I, that's my first stop. And then through the butthole. Okay, which is sometimes a challenge, right? Sure. I mean, you gotta not say, hey, if buddy, they're prepared. Hey, relax. Like that. Relax. No, that's when you just shove poppers in their face. And good. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, sure. Or you're just constantly with sluts, in which case... There is no relax. Oh it's my all... God. You know that that's not a thing. Okay. Um, that, that is oh, 1 million percent a thing, but okay. No. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Ah, you really go ahead. Think about the times when it's been difficult and less difficult. <laughs> Why do you think it's less difficult? It's all been the same. No, 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 no. Oh no. Oh no, no, no. I think sometimes it's difficult and I'm like, okay, this guy, it's been a minute, you know, or you give them poppers. <laughs> <laughs> None of this can air. Has Dalton had sex without poppers? No. <laughs> ah, well, maybe that's something. I don't think I have ever done that. Or I, I know myself has never done that, but I don't know that I've ever been in a room with that happening. Um. Okay. So when you're in the hole. Okay. Okay. Uh huh. Yeah. You're in a part of the body called the rectum. Okay. Sure. Uh, the atrium, if you will. Sure. The Past room before the, the rectum. Room. Okay is I think they call it like the anal something. I'm trying to look it up. Do you want to be in that? No, right? Most of the time you are. I mean, it's only like, not most of the time. You oftentimes can be. Would I know if I was in that? Um, I don't know. Okay. (laughs) So you're leaving it up to chance and slash or your partner to say. But they would know. Your partner would know because they feel it differently. They're like, I'm going to shit. No. Oh. How do they feel it differently? Because you're in a different part of their body. <laughs> There's got to be some sensation, though. Okay, now give me all that. And then in conjunction with where is this, you know, where's the magical prostate at in regards to the prostate is in the first part. Okay, so so you can you could take a wrong turn. So it seems if you're not well, hitting that, you're hitting something like else. on the way to the like, ah. if you ever look at a diagram of the I asshole, would never. I would never, but okay. Um, the whole How much research have you done? Here uh-huh. at the bottom where you enter. Uh-huh. And then there's a, the prostate's like here. Oh, only sure. A, only a few inches in. Yeah. And, and listeners at home, if you're wondering, yeah, Dalton's got his hand up to the camera right now and he's pointing to various aspects well, of his I'm hand. Trying to be de- I'm trying to be descriptive while I'm talking to you. I so understand. I'm doing a yeah. visual description for you. Right. And, it, and I'm, and I'm trying to make sure everyone's on the same page. And if you're curious right now, the rectum, um, appears to be the lower palm and then the prostate appears to be, and I want you to, you know, everybody listeners, take your hand, hold it up and kind of make a C like a half C now lower palm rectum. And you can almost actually, if you squeeze a little bit, you can actually rub your finger in the middle of your palm and it kind of curves. That's quite nice. And at the back of the palm, you know, kind of in the crease of your hand, we're calling this the P spot, which Dalton hates that term. We'll call it the prostate. Cause nobody okay. calls it the P spot. Now, now, in regards to your hand model here, where, pray tell, is the second hole? <laughs> it would be the tip of your finger. And it's where we go from the rectum to the colon. <laughs> All right. Now, how far would you measure is that distance You know, for the average human boy? I don't know. <laughs> so this is something you're saying potentially uh, could only be hit. I feel like you're like an expert witness on trial right now. Now, this could only be hit given someone's potential length of their yoo-hoo, you know? Correct. So it's all about the length of the penis. Gotcha. Um, And it can vary on the person receiving. Uh Uh-huh. And maybe what angle they're 
they're in. And what angle. But it would need to be at least seven inches. <coughs> ah, so uh, listeners at home, after hearing this discussion, please write in, tell us, leave a review. Who do you think is more experienced in the bedroom? <laughs> I'm curious. To, I'm <laughs> and curious honestly, to the hear. answer is you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think if I heard that conversation, I would say, huh, Dalton's done a lot of research. That tells me it's not him. <laughs> like he, he knows too much, you know, in theory <laughs> about something, but not enough like on the streets. <laughs> well, what happens is I'll be like talking to someone and they're like, oh my God, it hit the second hole. And I have to be like, while I go to the bathroom, I'm like typing. I'm like, where the fuck is a second hole? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Where's the anatomy book that I kept just in case? Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Well, good to know. Uh, and and this has been. There's pain from your there's gotta be some pressure getting yeah. used. But oh, there's gonna yeah. be even way more pain if it's inside your colon. That's what right? I'm saying. I yeah. And I I mean, and listeners, feel free to also weigh in on whether or not you think either of us could reach the second hole. You know? Send us your theories. <laughs> We'd love to read them. We'd love to look at them. Um, and we'll let you know. We actually we probably won't let you know, but And if you have had your second hole reached. Ah, DM us or email us at atwamog at gmail.com. We are- or send us a video of having your second hole reached. <laughs> <laughs> we'd, we'd love to comment, watch <laughs> other stuff. Probably. I, I don't know if I've told you, but I've talked about this podcast before, but one of my favorite podcasts of all time, they every week do, they go, they call it spelunking in their DMs. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you get priority boarding into their DMs, as they say, if you send nudes. Ah, it's a price so of admission. every episode, they're like describing a penis or a hole. They're like, so the bed is made and the penis is erect and the veinage is not like they like go into like deep detail of the penis and then wow. they answer the DM question again. Yikes. Yikes, 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 yikes. Well, uh, and this has been the first, no, it's certainly not the first sexual innuendo of the show. I don't know what that was. That could be a new bit though. There you go. And this is also where we're going to verse stop. Oh, thank God. So that we can show you some new music. Zach, are you ready? Um, sure, sure. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. It's not your turn. I, well, no, no. I know that. Okay. I'm ready for you to tell me my, my, Yeah. I've really been struggling because since I've done this, it's been, there's been a lot of good music that has come out. Oh yeah. You know? And, but I have to stick with the girly who's always bringing me back, you know? Damn it. I thought you might, I thought you might go down my path this week. What was your path? You know, I've been listening to a lot of Nick Jonas. Oh, true. I actually, um, he's an honorable (laughs) mention for me because this is heaven um, he performed on SNL. It's very, very good. It's my it's my second favorite right now, but Too Drunk, that's my first favorite. My first you do love. like Too Drunk, which is funny because you don't drink. True, um, but I imagine... And you don't believe in heaven. Weird! <laughs> I, I like to think of the Too Drunk as if it's, if it's somebody else's song, but I am the benefactor of that person being too drunk and being in their feelings. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, well, I'm a lyric boy, you know? I do think you should watch the This Is Have an SNL performance because it is like better. You know, I'm not into a 
a live performance or a music video. Are, you are into a live performance. Uh-uh. You don't I, see I, live I, shows all the time. I'm into going to a live performance, but I'm not into watching a live performance. about how you love when they do like a slightly different arrangement and all this stuff. And that's what he does on SNL. It's a different arrangement. There's also like his background singers get like a whole thing, which is like real good. And sure. Sure. I'm sure. You know, but we are going to do someone else entirely, not Nick Jonas. Oh, okay, cool. It's going to be a song from Madison Beer's new album. Oh boy, you're really into this person. She's she ain't doing it like the other pop girlies. Okay, I was I, t- I was talking to my mom because my mom really likes the album. After I sent it to her, and she goes, "She's a really good songwriter." We looked it up. Most of the songs she did not write. Of course not. But she, I mean, it. it is, whoever is writing her songs is very talented. So here yeah. is Blue by Madison Beer. that really does it for me which is i know when to run when my makeup does like that's, yeah, that's like, a good line that, that's a good ass line it's a good line i just don't like when it gets repetitive well it's a chorus yeah and choruses tend to be a little repetitive not the same word forty thousand times oh i mean that annoys me a little bit i mean everything else is great i like the playing with the vocal range i like yeah. when the song like sorry the the lyric not the lyric, wow words i like when the uh, adjustment of pitch tells its own story. Yes. You know, like, look what I can do and that will make you feel something. I think I just don't like when I get to a chorus and it's less of a rhymey bop and more of a boom, 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 boom. It's just the same word. So that's annoying to me, but otherwise, yeah, that's fun. I will say, I also like with this one, um, she has this like, at one point, almost like a Lana Del Rey vibe. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. And yep. I was like, ooh, this is nice. Because it's like she just has all these different vibes. I think it's a really great album. I recommend everyone go listen to it. It's called Life Support. Fully great. She is definitely a top. I don't know. I'd let her top me. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Peg you is what you want to say. Uh, no, I said uh, top. God damn throat. Yeah. But that would happen by pegging. How do you know? Exactly. Last I checked. Last I checked. Well, I guess I haven't looked underneath her uh, pants, but you know. You're right. Exactly. You're right. It, I don't, you know, don't let me gender that, <laughs> that individual, uh, no gendering. So speaking of not gendering, Kurt is <laughs> no good. Transition. <laughs> there wasn't, uh, Kurt is caring for Bert, Bert, you know, which had his little heart moment last week and is at home recovering, which, uh, you know, I always love a Kurt and Bert moment. Yeah. I think this is cute. I love that he's caring for him. It it just really hits home that like they only have each other. But did you like that he agreed with Finn though? I I think it gives you credibility, your your opinion. I also think 
I do think it's a bold dad moment, you know, to say, Hey, Finn could be right. And you could be wrong. Right. And sometimes that happens. I think that's a, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's him being a good parent, right? I think he is being a good parent. I think Kurt also brings the good rebuttal, which is like, Kurt is the only faggot at McKinley. So like, it is hard for him to a certain extent. Yeah. You know, and that's the moment they, that's the, that's the, uh, that's the lesson. That's the right. lesson they land on, which is uh, that, hey, you may not be able to have someone you hold hands with in public yet. You may not be able to sing with this boy yet. You may not be able to go to prom with someone yet. Like, that's just the world you live in. And you You're might in just have Lima, to. You're in Ohio. Right, right, right. Like, you might just to, he's like, he's basically saying those people may exist, but like, they're not going to be like you are, not yet at least. And you might have to just accept that. And I think that was just a powerful moment. And I think I'm sure at the time people watching this show, having this yet again, come up, like they're like, fuck, like I have to maybe accept this. And like, this is helpful, you know, to know that they maybe not be alone. Yeah. And I think that, um, I think it also is a moment where I realized that I'm like, I want Kurt to find someone, <laughs> you know, I'm like, he does need that love interest. It's appearing to not be Sam. Right. But like we want yes. him to have someone. Right. Cause it is kind of like the whole show does have these like relationship things happen. Yes. And also in high school, not being in a relationship can feel very lonely. I mean, I know I didn't have relationship as relationships in high school like that. So like you do feel kind of lonely. So it makes you feel kind of bad for him too. Yeah. It's making us yearn for it. Like what his relationship so that if he finally gets one, then it's going to be all the more exciting to watch and watch that, you know, develop. And you know, what was really exciting to watch Tina Turner song. This next performance, river deep mountain high Mercedes and Santana. I mean, we knew that their voices were decent together because a boy is mine, but come on. Oh my God. It's a showcase of range, right? It is. It's, it's so fun. I also love the dance moves, which are just like Tina Turner copy yes. moves, which is like the running with heels. Do you, oh, wait, do you, know so what I mean you by do that? like, it when Glee does an exact replica. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is that, but I do think that anytime I've ever watched Tina Turner perform, she, she always has that run, which is like, and I, the only way I can describe it. And I guess that's probably what she's doing is that she's running with heels, right? Yeah. Like she's, she's running with weight attached to her and yeah. like it's, and it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's a challenge I think, right. To, to probably do that. And I love them kind of copying that with their hands filling about as they're going from one place to the other. I think it was just very fun. It was so good. I loved every minute of it. This was going around a lot after um, Naya's recent passing, which I think is obviously understandable because it is such a great performance. And people are like, hey, like, look at this. Um, yeah. Yeah. But what was <laughs> what was so weird was what Will was looking at, which was their asses. Like, did you see that? There was a moment where they're like shaking their ass and Will's like, oh, like, I think he was trying to be like a teacher in that scenario. And I was like, please don't, please don't I, stare at your, I don't know that he was doing that. I think his acting in this moment is not great. It's, it's, it's like, he's it's trying him realizing to act that they're also 21 and he's like, in his, he's like 29 and he's like, Oh, <laughs> I no. could fuck them. I think his acting here is I, he's trying to come across as like the teacher. That's not cool but yet says cool things. You know, he's like, like when he says, he just has stupid lines every once in a while where he's like, he's like, Oh, Nick, holy smokes. You know, like, wow. And it this just always comes across. <laughs> yes. Right. Exactly. It just always comes across like blah. And I, I don't yeah. think it's bad acting, but it's like, it's just not, I don't know. It's probably right on character actually 
but it's just kind of annoying and, and it comes across annoying. So I think he's doing that <laughs> and it's just like, okay, just Mr. Shoes, shoe, just, just chill the fuck out. Okay. Just, if you weren't in the scene, it would be better. Right. Like it's just, I, it, it takes away from the moment sometimes. Well, and then Sam is naked again in the locker room uh, and yes, Kurt's like, is. I'm setting you free, but, but please Kurt's for the like, love of God, buy some purple shampoo. <laughs> and this is where it maybe crosses the line a little bit. He's standing there like not watching him shower, but like at his vantage, right? I'm like doing the math. I've like broken out the whiteboard. I'm like drawing angles with oh, eyesight the team. in peripheral vision. I'm like, what? And how is he not just taking it in? Like he probably I, did. I, I hope so. Good for him because like, I don't remember my showers being anything like that, nor do I remember having any type of feelings in that <laughs> department when I had that opportunity. We didn't have showers in my, uh, in our like locker rooms. Oh, we totally did right outside the, uh, right, right outside the pool. But I don't remember people really showering naked for the most part. I don't know. Yeah, we just didn't have showers in general. We had showers in our elementary school. Yeah, which was kind of weird. I remember like having a gym class and I mean, the showers were old, but it was like this little weird vatted location. And I remember like the gym teacher, Mr. Turner, who was his name, like showing us how to turn the shower head like awkwardly. And it maybe didn't always feel like he should be showing us how to do that. I don't know. They, people, there was a lot of just like, oh, he's a guy, we're guys, we can, yeah, I don't know. Very strange. Who knows? I'm I don't sure like probably any seen, of that. Please don't yeah. ever tell me that story again. <laughs> I, think, I think I have to go to therapy because of that story. <laughs> again, will, it's all re, it's repressed. I don't know what happened. Who knows? <laughs> has no memory of it. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, the only thing that I remember about my locker rooms at school were, um, I had an iPod nano, right? Okay. It was red. It was the fourth gen with the, with the bigger screen and like the wheel on it. It was a very nice iPod nano. It was product red. Like and the fat iPod Nano, bigger screen than one that had video. No, it was the video one. Oh yeah, so it was like the, the fat boy. No, 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 guy? no. Oh, it was the skinny boy, but the oh. almost the whole thing was screen. Tall boy. Before Tall boy. it was like a curved screen. It was like the first year they did the long boy. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Long and boy iPod Nano. Long Got boy it. iPod Nano. And I had it. I it was the first purchase I made with my own money. Like it was a big deal. And I took it out of my locker in my gym locker because we didn't have like actual lockers at school, just in the locker room. Took it yeah. down, put it down, changed out of my gym clothes, and then went into my normal clothes. And then looked down, iPod Nano was gone. Oh, fucking kids. And I told my teacher, and he was like, There's nothing we really can do. Like, I'm sorry. Um, and I took that to mean that I would never dress out again for gym. I never once wore gym clothes for gym ever again. And I just sat there and refused to do anything because somebody stole my iPod Nano. Wow. And then I went to go get right. a replacement iPod Nano, which was when, which I was so mad about because they no longer sold the tall boys and they were like the square boys were like the size of a shuffle. Uh huh. And so then I had to go get that one when I went to the Apple store. And while I was in the Apple store or turned, uh, Full on tornado hit Raleigh, North Carolina, touched down outside of the mall. <laughs> what a life you live. And the Apple employees were like, okay, everyone stay inside. And I was like, fuck y'all. <laughs> like, Crawl like, under a table. I was also 15 years old. And I was alone in the mall and I was, and I called my dad. And I was like, um, what do I do? <laughs> There's a tornado. <sighs> wow. What a story. What a yeah. tale you just told me. I could have died by a tornado because somebody stole my iPod Nano. That's, that's the gist of it. 
the gist of it. Uh, speaking of the two in the showers, that was the gist of it. That was the jizz inside the shower. Um, <laughs> Rachel and Finn pretty much decided the only way for them to lose the duet competition is to just find the most offensive song they can sing and sing that. I don't really know what categorizes as an offensive song, but they're going to find one apparently. Yeah. And Tina. So I almost get some points in this next scene. I almost get it. Tina wants Artie to basically perform with her because she's been turned down by Mike somewhat. And that this potentially is laying the groundwork for their relationship resurgence. We've got fighting with Mike. We've got her wanting to dance with Artie or perform with Artie. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get my duet. I'm this close. I was like, yes, a fucking point. And then Artie turns her down because he's like, no, 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 no. I've got, I've got Brittany. Brittany, you know, not Spears. <laughs> and um, Kurt ends up deciding that he's going to sing with the most powerful member of the Glee Club. And I don't know if you noticed how excited Rachel looked uh-huh. when he said that. She was like, oh, me? And I was like, girl, you would have already gotten the sheet music. What do you mean? Uh, okay. Yeah, that makes more sense in relation to what happens at the end of this episode. Yes. But no, he and means himself. Santana is like, you can sing a duet by yourself. It's not like vocal masturbation. Like, I think, what is this? What is this? And then we get... Le Jazz Hot. Which I have never heard of. Until the show, I'd never heard of either. I mean, I know where it comes from. Victor Victoria. I've never um, heard of that either. No. Well. Is that like a, just a well-known musical, I guess? Yeah. Learn learn some musical theater history. Come on. Oh, God. You, you, you say you do the theater. And you don't even know. Um, but it's good. I think it's it's a slow start. But then while I was watching it, I realized it's kind of an iconic vocal. I mean. Yeah, he's good here. I I like his I like his outfit. I mean, I'm sure this is probably like the exact outfit in the musical, but I like the I like the idea and I like A the carbon copy if you would. I like the again, I don't know the carbon copy though. I haven't looked it up. Uh maybe I just don't like Rachel sometimes. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I just I I think it's fun. I also really enjoyed what I think I enjoyed most about this performance is the Glee Club's reaction to it. Yes. You know, like as they're watching, they're basically cheering him on. Uh, you know, you can practically hear them say some gayisms like you go girl or I don't know something. Yeah, pop that pussy bitch. There you go. And I, I, I just appreciated their ability to, I just love that he feels like he's alone. Yes. Doesn't feel like he can fully represent himself sometimes, uh, you know, I guess sexually for a high schooler. Sure. But he has his club. He has his people. And it is on full display here where he's getting to be his true self and he's getting uh, applause and praise for doing so. And I think that's that is the representation that is important. And Sam kind of has this look on his face, too, that's like regretting not singing with Kurt. <laughs> yes, because he sees he's a fucking powerhouse. Um, but Sam doesn't linger on that too long because then he starts singing with Quinn. <laughs> I think he calls him Faith Faith Hill. Was he? He says he has like some. He's like, I have some like uh, tapes. <laughs> and he's like, I thought he was Faith Hill. Like I wanted to perform with him. Right. Yeah. Um, and then Sam hands Quinn his guitar. But oh my god! As a guitar player, I don't know if you knew this. I am a guitar player. I'm a oh, musician. Shut- up. Are you and one of those fucks who goes to a party and brings their guitar and is like, look, I can play, ew, I can play Wonderwall. I would never do that. Fuck that guy. Or what I, I do go to a I, park and I sit in the park and I play Wonderwall. Shut up. <laughs> what I do is before I rearrange someone's guts, I go, look, I have skills. <laughs> no fucking way. You've never once played the guitar. 
I did. I took guitar lessons for like four years. Okay, take the camera right now and show me your guitar. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. It I'm waiting. may or may not have gotten sold. <laughs> exactly. No, you fucking don't. I and will the fact buy, that I know actually, you have, I, I've been thinking about buying another guitar. Shut up. I've known you for a year and you never once have mentioned a guitar. That tells me That's you don't play the guitar. Just because you know how to strum doesn't mean you can play the guitar. I can't play, but I have taken five years of guitar lessons. But five as a years? guitar, as a um, guitar was it Phoebe Buffet lessons? What was it? Phoebe Buffet lessons? The old grandma, claw, the grandma, <laughs> old grandma. Yeah, or old, no, old lady, old lady, bear <laughs> claw. <what> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like B sharp. But as I was saying, he's having her play the chord, which is objectively the hardest part of guitar uh-huh. playing. The strumming is the easy part. Sure, yeah. He should have had her strumming. Well, okay. But where she's standing, that might be a little suggestive. Well, then they switch the whole, places. <laughs> well, and the whole thing is a little suggestive, right? It's it's some hot-ass guitar lessons. I was like, teach me how to play the guitar. Hold my hand. And when he goes in to kiss her, she like pushes him away. And she's like, I can't do this. I need to find a new way to torture Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> right. I'm preoccupied right now. And last time I did this, I got pregnant. So, pass. That's how I got drunk on wine coolers and was told I wasn't fat. (laughs) Right, 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 right. Uh, Okay. I didn't even write down this next song. I don't know what it's actually called. I think I wrote down Sing because I just assumed that it might be what it was called. I wrote down The Voice of Mike Chang. That should be what (laughs) it's called. I mean, honestly. That's it. Right. This is a darling performance. It's cute. It's very cute. It's very... He can't sing the lick, but it's cute. No. But it's exactly what that relationship in my head is, you know? Like, if I'm to close my eyes and be like, do these two screw? No. They do this all the time. Right. And it's fine, right? They do this for for his mom all the time, and it's fine. There is a moment where I think he sings, is that a quiver or a moan? And I'm like... (laughs) I will quiver for you. I will moan. (laughs) (laughs) I will do all the above. You don't got to ask, honey. Oh, dear Lord. (sighs) Let me show you uh, quivering. It's very fun. I don't know... That I I don't know if it's a duet. It it's, is. It's I mean, more like singing. a. I guess it's more I, a duet I, than Kurt's duet. Uh, sure, I, but it's like a it's a dance duet, which I think is you know like there's something that I'm I'm that it doesn't connect here. Like I don't think I don't know if that could be at a Glee, uh, you know uh, what's that called a Glee competition? What 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 would you call that? A sing off? I don't. What what is that? Are you talking about like the duet competition? Or are you talking about like a a performance competition regionals, like a regionals know, I don't think or it, sectionals. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that you could, if that a would show pass choir competition. Yes. There we go. Yes. Correct. We then get one of those like typical TV tropes where you have two characters that go to two different places and they're fighting for the same thing for the same goal. Right. And so yes. Rachel is going to Quinn and Finn is going to Sam and they're fighting to get Sam and Quinn to sing together uh-huh. to win the duet competition. Yes. Artie and Brittany are practicing together. All I can say is the line that Brittany says to Artie to get him in the bed for our duet. We're going to do it. I wrote down. I was like, how many times is Zach going to use this line now? <laughs> Cause you love a line. You love, I a, love a pun. I do. I do. I, you think I should start using that on people is what you're saying? Yes. Partners, potential partners. Okay. I will. I vow to you to someday soon 
use that line on somebody and I'll let you know how it goes. Oh, I did like that before they had sex. Artie was like critiquing Britney's singing. He's like, I guess duets aren't, or he's like, I guess runs aren't for everyone because she couldn't hit any of the notes right. he was singing. She's never been a great singer. She's kind of like a Mike Chang. She's better than Mike Chang. I don't know. I, she's got like a, she's got a deep voice. Well, I it's, think in this scene it's on purpose. I think she's not singing well on purpose. Why would she not sing well on purpose? Because it's her character. Her character has right. this like, has this Brittany as Pierce has this like almost, um, tone deafness. I, I, well, it's almost like a, I'm so great. I'm amazing, whatever. But like, she actually can sing if she tries. I mean, she was great in toxic. She was great. in slave. <laughs> those are you. not songs she that was are great for me against the music. No, 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 no. That's like telling you that. Are you trying to tell me Britney Spears is a good singer? Because no, she's not. No, there's a different, it's a different type of singing. It's pop singing. That's not singing. That's being tuned. She can sing. No, she can't. Yes, she can. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. Britney Spears. Have you met her? Would I say that Britney Spears is the best vocalist of all time? No, but I would say that Britney Spears can sing. Britney. That's like saying Nicki Minaj can sing. She can. No, she can't. She can rattle off lyrics is what she can do. And she can wear scandalous things and have. No, Nicki Minaj can sing. No, she can't. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Well, clearly we have different definitions as to how people can sing, which is why you always think that Finn can sing. And I say, no, he fucking can't. No, I don't always think that Finn can sing, but I do think that Finn is a better singer than you think he is. Finn has never once been able to sing. In fact, should have been fired for his poor performance. You thought that borderline and that other song that they sang was great. That do the first duet that he and Rachel did in the Madonna episode. So what was the song they sang? Um, it was borderline and I think like open your heart. This guy can't sing. Anywho, uh, they both have no range, but, uh, they fuck. (sighs) We then go to the offensive song. I'm having to move past that because yeah. Um, Why? Why did you move past that? I'm having to move past the whole Britney can't sing thing. Cause I think that Britney S Pierce can sing. And I think that Britney Spears can sing. I think they can both sing, but you're going to miss Artie's sexual awakening right here to, to scoot past that, to, to wheel your way away from oh, it. Get sex. Cool. Moving on. We then go to the offensive song. Yes. Uh, with you, I'm born again, but they sound good. They sound, they sound good, but because he's wearing a priest outfit and she's wearing a schoolgirl outfit, is that the offensive thing? Yeah. I just didn't really get it. I'm guessing that's okay. what it was. I mean, if Quinn you type was like, in Quinn seemed the most offensive offended, which made me think it must be like a religion thing. Yeah, I think so. If you type in with you, I'm born like something in that, that whatever the Google pre-fill thing is like, why was that song so offensive? Like nobody knows. I never touched it because of, you know, potential spoilers. spoilers, but, uh, I'm like, nobody knows. And it's, it's a weird, it's a weird moment on the show where everyone knows something that I don't know. And it's awkward and it's confusing to the audience. I think I, I, maybe there was something happening in that time that was like, is this maybe around the time of the Catholic church being a little, I don't know, racy, I, I, a lot racy. I don't know. Ah, would you like me to tell you what, um, sure. Glee.fandom.com says. Yes. Tell, tell us what the Glee.fandom.com says. Um, the song was known as offensive because the song is about being born again through each other's touch. Finn and Rachel use the costumes priest and Catholic schoolgirl to make religious references, which makes it offensive to some students in class saying that a Catholic girl and a priest 
would become born again through touching each other. Ah, when in reality, had Rachel been dressed like a school, uh, Catholic school boy. That'd be the more accurate a, one. <laughs> that would be more accurate and therefore less offensive. You're right. Okay, cool. Well, good to know. And uh, what's also good to know. Uh, break? Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. actually get the real performance of the song that Quinn and Sam practiced, which is Lucky by Jason Mraz. And can we talk about Jason Mraz for a second? I actually have lots of comments, so go ahead. Oh, about Jason Mraz specifically or this performance? The song. Okay. What's up with Jason Mraz? What's this? What's his little fedora about? Why does he still exist? What does he do aside from this song? Have you ever heard another Jason Mraz song aside from this song? Is he known I have for anything heard other at Jason all? Mraz songs besides this song. Does he only produce songs that are meant to be sang on American Idol or The Voice? Yes. Does he... Why is his last name Mraz? What's the purpose of a Jason Mraz? This... That's my rant. <laughs> this song reminds <laughs> me of high school. So when I was in choir... Chorus, sorry. That's what we okay. call it. Every... Other Friday, or maybe one Friday a month, we had what was called Freaky Friday. Okay. (laughs) Your eyes got real big, but okay. (laughs) And for the entire block, or maybe for like an hour of the hour and a half block, we would let our teacher, instead of it teaching us stuff about a song that we were about to perform or whatever, we let everyone in the room sign up to perform, to sing. And (laughs) one time, this guy named Chris was like kind of the big deal at our school at the time because he had a voice kind of like John Mayer had also a really deep voice, you know, it was, he probably say he probably played the guitar, played the guitar, also played the piano. There is nothing cool about playing the guitar. Can I hold (laughs) on for all you kids growing up right now? I don't know what our demographic is. There are no children listening to this. We've talked about way too much sex. Their parents already blocked it from them. For all you parents out there about to raise kids or otherwise already doing so, there is nothing cool about playing the guitar. If that person does not grow up to be John Mayer or otherwise rich because of music, do not ever have that person play the guitar. That person will be either the allegedly cool person in high school who is annoying, who is Chris awkward, annoying. Oh, I'm sure he was. You called him the big deal in quotes because you realized at some point you were like, this guy's not hot shit and people think he is. And it's obnoxious that people think he is just because he can play the guitar. Isn't that obnoxious? Well, it's all and obnoxious. he can sing really well. Sure he can. And he likes to, his go-to song is he Wonder performed Wall. Lucky by Jason Mraz with this other girl named Mackenzie for a Freaky Friday one time. And I can literally not hear this song without them singing it. This, this song, the, the, the guy me? performance, I'm yeah, talking to you. is such a, it's like a vocal lesson song. You know, there's no stakes in this song. Yeah. There's no difficulty. There's no, anybody could do this. It's a vocal lesson song because it's something that somebody does to judge their ability to follow a tune, you know? 
But if you sing it as a duet, you can do kind of like the romantic shit that they did in Glee. And as Santana said, so freaking charming. This is, it's a, it's a device. It's a device to get us to fully fall in love with, wow. It's a device to get us to fully fall in love with them as a potential couple, which of course we do. Right. And I did have a question for you because people on our TikTok have been saying that Diana Agron can't sing. And personally, I think she's got one of the better voices on the show. There's no frills to it. It is like a rather like plain voice. Is that Quinn? Yeah. That's I if hearing that name, I don't think of her. Like that's not a name that I would associate Sorry. with her face. Quinn, uh, yes. I think that she has like one of those really pure voices. Right? There's no grit. There's no whatever, but it's like a, it's pure. She hits all the notes. Like it's pure. It's, it's somebody who's a, who is probably can hit it, who can do it on the first take in the recording studio, yeah. but you would never want to see live. I, I could agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we get that. We get that song that was completely overplayed and probably stayed on top of charts for some reason because iTunes made it. And I don't know. You know, it's like, it's a, it's a of the moment. Yeah. Popular go-to song. After they sing, Artie decides that it's time to break up with Brittany because Santana pretty much told him to do it. <laughs> yes, which the best line of this episode is Santana telling him the real real. The only thing you can give Brittany is super choice parking. <laughs> Holy smokes. Like, we don't get Sue this episode, but that is the closest to a Sueism we're going to get. Yeah. Yikes. And... When our, when breaking up with Brittany, Artie tells her sex doesn't mean a lot to you, but it did mean to me a lot to me, pretty much because of his accident, and he didn't think that he could have sex again because you know he wasn't sure if they his penis would work. But yeah. I kind of still hate this narrative. Okay, I've all I we've talked about this before, but I do always hate the idea of making virginity more important than it is. I get that he has more going into it because he didn't know if he'd ever have sex, but like I I don't know if it's because it was a high school show and they wanted to make it. Like virginity was a big deal, but I kind of hate that. But just because you don't align with that, do you not think that other people still think it's a big deal? I think some people do, but I think there's more harm than good in making virginity that big of a deal, you know, because there's, it's a way virginity has been used as a way to suppress women for so long. I know obviously in this case it's being used with Artie. Uh-huh. But virginity has been used as a way to be like, oh, if a woman has sex, she's unclean. But it's never really been used in the same way with a man, right? I guess. Okay, sure. So I'm, I'm, that's why I think, I like, continuing understand. this idea that, like, sex is such this huge deal that once you lose your virginity, you never get it back. And, like, blah, 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 blah. I, you know what? I take it back. I don't know what, I don't know how that makes sense. Like, I've never thought about virginity being gendered. It's, you know, I don't, I don't, I've never oh, but heard it that is. context. Like, is it? Yeah, when guys are in high school and they have sex, it's like, oh, fuck yeah, you had sex, dude. And when girls have sex, it's like, oh my god, she's a slut. She had sex with one guy, and then last week she had sex with the second guy in like four years. Wow. I don't think that's related to virginity, though, specifically. It is virginity. No, it's related to sexual activity. No, I think I think it is, I think the hone of it is like virginity. Okay, I think absolutely not. And I think it goes back to the whole chastity thing, that, like, women were only seen as pure and clean when they were, like, virgins, but men would have sex with, like, prostitutes. But are guys not also called virgins? They are. 
and made fun of for being virgins. Correct. Which is why I don't think that I think if you were to lose the whole stigma around virginity. Okay, that's the only link. I've I've realized maybe your point. The only link is the guy who gets chastised for being a virgin, but the girl who doesn't get chastised or who gets chastised for not no being, longer yeah. being a virgin. Yeah, okay, okay. Okay. I see maybe the link. Um, I understand yeah, having I mean, like sure. I have no connection to like the idea of you'll always love your first. Like I don't think that makes sense. Some people might not agree with me, but I just think there's just way too much weight put on the whole idea of like losing your virginity. Sure. Um, we, okay. Then we announce we, Mr. Shoe announces the winner. And before he does, I'd uh-huh. like to know who do you think is the winner? <laughs> I'd like to know who made that fucking cheesy breadsticks coupon. <laughs> <laughs> because I think looking, I think the prop department basically made that as like the, you know, the restaurant made this coupon. I thought it was like some bullshit that will throw together and like kid picks, you know, yeah. <laughs> like it just looks stupid. Uh, who do you think who, who, you know, we have a winner based on terrible voting, but who in my heart of hearts yeah. should have won this? Because the options are, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll give you an extra option. Okay, please. Throw um, in the extra. I know the existing options. And this is not like who you think is the best song of the episode. Who do you think won the duet challenge, right? Honestly. Sam and Quinn, Rachel and Mercedes, or Tina and Mike. Because I don't think Kurt can count, and I don't think that Rachel and Finn really count either. Wait. Okay, set up the... Start that over. Say that again. So you can have other ones that are your favorite song of the episode, but there's really no, only no, three that. real duets that happen, which is okay. Rachel and Finn... Sam and Quinn, Tina and Mike. You don't think Santana and Mercedes are a duet? Oh, Santana and Mercedes. Fuck. I don't. Okay. Okay. Who did I say? I don't know. That's why I was confused. I think I'm more confused now than just thinking back on. Sorry. So you can have other options for what you think your best (laughs) duet is, but there's only three possible ones, right? You can, you can have other options of what you think the favorite song is, but there's only three real duets that happen. I'm going to throw Tina and Mike. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Mercedes and Santana. And Sam and Quinn. You don't think Rachel and Finn? No, because they just I guess, did that. They just threw that out. You're right. They threw you're the right. You're right. And because Kurt honestly, it's boiling it down. I hate to say that, but the, the winners, it, it's not like they're, again, it's not the best song, but I feel like had it been a performance in this and up for candidacy, it probably would have been the stupid Elton John and whatever thing. Like it's a, it's a, I don't know. It's just, it's an easy go-to duet. It's a real duet. You know, it feels like it makes the competition. Mike? Oh no, you're talking about Rachel and Fenton. Yes. They don't count. <laughs> uh, I don't know then. I, I don't think, I don't, I, if I say the answer here, I'm saying my favorite song. So it's, it's a bad question to Whatever, ask Whatever, I'll let you have it. I, I would say that the best duet is Mercedes and Well, Santana. no shit. Um, That's why I'm saying. What is the question here? What are you asking me? I'm asking me? you what's your favorite duet because there are other songs that you could have chosen. So you're basically like you could saying, choose the, you know, you could choose the first song that Rachel and Finn sang. You could sing. You know I'm not going to. You could choose the Kurt song. So you're asking me to state the obvious right now. <laughs> Say Who won the duets? Names. Fucking Mercedes and Santana. Quinn and Sam have won? No. Thank you. That's all I needed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. It was I, cute. 
It, but but like it, it undercuts the entire episode is that if they were who knew if they were voting in the first place, I thought Schuster was deciding. Right. Because what's the point of them voting? Because as we find out, they all vote for themselves. Yes. And if that was always going to happen, then what was the point of them trying to undercut and do something that was, quote, offensive? If they no one was ever going to vote for you at the end of the day, all all that happened and what actually happens on the show is that Rachel changed her vote. (laughs) That's it. Maybe Finn, but I don't think he's smart enough to know how to do that. So Rachel changed her vote and that's why they won, which is dumb. If that's the case, what was this episode about? I think they just needed something to fill time. (laughs) It was real dumb. Um, Lazy writing is what this was. After all this happens and Santana almost jumps Sam and Quinn, (laughs) uh, Rachel then decides to, kind of talk to Kurt in the hallway. Yeah. I said, wow, Rachel's kind of being nice. I know it's, so I don't know weird. if I like it. Yeah. It's against her character. I don't, it's against I, the I guess there's actress, an arc. Leah Michelle, but I think it is in Rachel's <sighs> character. God, you know too much about the background of the show. I, Rachel, I don't know. Rachel, I think can be a nice person. She's always had these like nicer qualities to her, but Leah Michelle's a cunt. Wow. Uh, this is the, this is getting back to what you said earlier. Kurt's performing or no, no Kurt's talking about performing solo and makes eye contact or, you know, Rachel makes eye contact with him, which I didn't notice at the time, but I think it plays into that yeah. is that she ended up seeing that she, that they could have a powerhouse moment together and she offers him the chance to do so, but she's also just being nice, which is weird. She also lets him know that, um, he might feel lonely, but he's never alone, which I think is like a good thing to call out, right? Like you might not have a boyfriend or whatever, but you will always have a home with us. Yes. I think it comes back to, I mean, he has his dad or Bert, but it always comes back to like that chosen family thing, which I think a lot of gays have chosen, you know, because they don't have the other option. So that's nice. Yeah. Uh, Turns out, spoiler alert, Sam does, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sam does dye his hair. <laughs> I mean, we were curious, but but with lemon juice, not with a bottle. But ha- have you seen these dry ass breadsticks? God. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. What on earth? No one eats that shit. What do they do? Dip it in water before they put it in their mouth? What's the point? It's like one of those things where you, did you ever get sea monkeys where you put them in the water and they expand? Like I, I feel like you're going to have to like let them soak overnight so that they no, actually have most, some texture to them. At most, I think about those wadded up, uh, hand towels, washcloths that were like a shape and you put them in the water and they become a washcloth. You know what I'm talking about? No, ma'am. Okay, well, <laughs> there was like Disney ones. I don't know if that's going anywhere. But yeah, those breadsticks are gross looking. But hey, we get some uh, we get some more foreplay. We get some more moves by Sam the Loser, who went to an all-boys school. Yeah, we found out he used to get fucked by a bunch of boys at his all-boys school. But um, <laughs> This is Dalton's actual dream, by the way. <laughs> but Quinn ends up taking the coupon that Mr. Shoe gave them. And says, a gentleman always pays on the first date. And I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. And he practically, instead of reaching for that check, slid his hand under the table. You know? He was already coming in his pants at that point. Oh, yeah. Because, come on. But, Zach, who should pay on the first date? The blonde, the fake blonde, the top or the bottom? (laughs) The person who asked for the date. Duh. Secret option number five. (laughs) 
I think <laughs> the first date. Actually, I don't know. I think I'm what conflicted. Do you not know? About what? Because I think it all just depends on the situation. Because I like your idea of like whoever asked for the date. Yeah. But sometimes it's their idea. But sometimes the person who asks for the date is only asking because the other person hasn't done it yet. Okay. And therefore the other person should therefore pay. Yeah. What? No. Fuck that. It's that person's idea. It's their idea to go on a date. But if you're with a bottle, you go on a date anyway. That's dumb. It's dumb to say that the person cubes for dinner. No, it's dumb to say that the person who no. Okay. You expect me to pay for your chicken feet salad. I don't know if I want to get into this, but I will tell, tell us my, my little tale. We can decide if this is content worthy. I, okay. You Dalton derides me for saying for, for, Pretending like I don't tell personal stories on this fucking true. You podcast. don't. That's not true. Just because I don't talk sexually like you do, but not like sexually mean. about my own sex life. I just talk sexually about everything. That's what I'm like, it's funny know, content. I, then, then therefore you don't have personal stories. I think is what that just. No, I have lots of personal stories. We've talked about me wanting to fuck someone for two weeks. Now. That's what I'm saying. That's that is your personal content is sex stories. So, I don't okay. know. Anywho, the, okay. So my supposed upbringing is, you know, hashtag STR eight culture, right? Where that hat. Yeah. Where that's the shit. And like it, there reaches a point of that where you're just like, I don't know. It's like, you know how the bride parents pays for the wedding. It's just a weird cliche that is ongoing and you're always fucking paying. And it's kind of dumb because it doesn't really make you, there's no such thing as gentle man E really anymore. It's kind of like a lost art of sorts, right? Where like, it's cutesy if you do. And then I was introduced to an alternative world where I was like, well, fuck, this has been the, this has been the thing that you're supposed to do. Now what happens? And that's where I landed on the idea that, well, it's the person whose idea it is for said date in either gender, in either hetero, homo, whatever relationship to make that decision to be the person who therefore pays because it's their idea. It's their decision where you're going. They've decided the weight class of whatever restaurant cost there might be. They decided how the affair was going to go, what activities you were going to do. That is all at that point at their discretion and therefore in their own, out of their own wallet. It's crazy. One, so what if someone's like, hey, I think we should go on a date. And the person's like, sure, I want to go to X place. Let's go Friday at nine. Who then I think I would. I think it's the person who says, sure, let's go to this place. Okay. They've made the decision. And then on the other hand, what about going Dutch? What does that mean? It's when you split it. Oh, sure. I think that's fine too. I think that's a good compromise. I think, but that to me only happens when there's two tops. If no, because <laughs> again, it goes against what I'm saying. It happens when you're, you're at said date, you get to the end and then you both reach for the check at the same time. You know, like there is just that awkwardness or, or you're not feeling it. So let's split it because I'm never going to see you again. It's a, it's a move. It's a, it's a decline is what it is. It's a kiss me on the cheek later. Don't kiss me on the, on the dick, right? I don't know if I ever told you about the story, but when Callie was dating this guy and uh, he paid Callie, for the, uh, what? Callie, uh, Callie, our, uh, our missing in action guest host. Yeah. She, 
went on a date with this guy. He paid for the first date. She wasn't really uh, sure what she was, how she was feeling. Um, she, he paid for the second date. She still really wasn't sure, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah. Go, and I told her, she was like, I think I'm just going to end it because I don't want him to just like keep paying for these dates and I'm not really oh, sure, no. or, like whatever. And I Hold told on. Callie. Let me predict Dalton's <laughs> advice, which was, girl, you're getting free food. Yes! <laughs> because their next date was dinner and a movie. I was like, Callie, uh-huh. you're saving like 40 bucks right now. True. Like, what? And all of our roommates that's were like, the whole... no, don't do that. I was like, Callie, go get your $40 worth of shit. But that's the loophole in the system, right? Is that if it's always assumed that one party is the payer, then eventually the payee takes advantage of it. So no, it should. is whoever's idea it is. Because at the end of the day, the person whose the person whose idea it is I can't think of how to conjugate who the person whose idea it is to go on that date is the person who's most interested, right? They're most invested. So at that point, that is the payer and otherwise fuck off. You know, at the end of the day, splitsies is nice, but I do think that's a move. And I do think that indicates whether or not someone's tickling that pickle later in the night. Yeah. Um, nobody's tickling Brittany's pickle though. And I feel kind of bad. It's kind of sad. Is it? I mean, she did about she wanted I think to she do this did with something. Artie, and then you know, Artie dumped her. So I do think she kind of did something wrong, though. No, I'm not saying she's without fault. I'm just saying that okay. is, I still feel kind of bad for her. Yeah, but I do think she. I and to speak what she did wrong, I think she took advantage of the sexuality aspect. Correct. I think she like she was a little sexually manipulative. Yes, he was exactly. gonna end and I, things, and she, she was like, you know what, Tina can't give you. The Glug Glug 3000, here you go. Like, you know? Yes, 100%. And I think it's just like, I don't know, especially for someone who it's like, that was clearly between those two was never really going to happen mm-hmm. to do it, you know, to assume, well, he's going to say yes. So like, you know, I don't know, to, to just assert, assert that authority is kind of, I don't know. It's a little bit more, uh, what did you call Kurt earlier? Predator? It's a little bit more predatory than maybe Kurt ever has been. I don't agree with that, that point, fair? but... I will say that it was sexually manipulative. Like it was kind of rude for her to, I don't know, to just, to just assume that I, and of course Artie doesn't say no. I think he doesn't say no because he thinks there's some potential there. I think he's a little short sighted in what that relationship actually was. So maybe there's a little bit. No, of I think he's sides. just a horn dog. The character of Artie has always kind of been a horn dog. T that's why Tina stopped dating him. Cause he was such an asshole to her. When is he being horny when he's an asshole though? He was like, um, at one point she yelled at him cause she was like, my eyes are up here. You asshole. At one point he was oh, like, Tina, yeah. you should lose weight or something. But cause like we need something for sex. It was, so, it was, it's always been sex with him. All right. So this is like All another right. side of Arnie. But I, once again, I will say that she was being sexually manipulated. Okay. I'll defer. I'll defer to the Gleek here in terms of the character knowledge. Um, but then we get something that I can only say is holy fuck. It's good. You're, you're speaking of get happy and happy days are here again. <laughs> yeah. So a duet, a final duet between Leah, Michelle, Chris Colfer, Rachel and Kurt. Yes. It's so good. Yes. It has good B roll yes. too. It's okay. This is, I wrote down finally a good conclusion song. Ah! Ah! It ties ah! the episode. It, ah! <laughs> ah! Insert a, insert a Bretman rock squeal. Right here. So it, it ties together the episode with a duet. It lands the character development 
potentially of Kurt this episode in terms of him having that chosen family. Uh, cause <laughs> it is, I don't know. It's just a good, it's chummy. It's chummy. It's like, it is absolutely probably the best duet of the episode where it's like, we are both vocal people, yes, but we're just sitting here and musically vocal people. Like they, they do like yes. musical stuff. Yeah. Yes. We're both just sitting here putting on a clinic, uh, to just show how easy it is to play off each other, to land some notes, to go down like a historic hole and to pull Judy Garland into this of all things. Right. It's just a very, it's, it's good. That's all I can say. It's, it's good. It's fun. And the way their voices layer, like at the end where they like crescendo together, I just immediately goosies. It's like, it's so good. But have you seen, I'm guessing you found it was Judy Garland. So did you see the original that they're copying then? Uh, I didn't watch. No, but I've, I've heard her take on it before. I, I was also trying to, I was also trying to figure out, you know, is that the origin of that? It turns out it goes way, way back to like the thirties. Uh, what they're yeah. seeing is actually an arrangement done by Barbara Streisand and Judy Garland. They perform together, uh, gotcha. which is so weird to me because when I think about Barbara Streisand, I think of Barbara Streisand as like a more current artist than Judy Garland. Okay. Cause Judy Garland died like way before we were born. So, yeah. you know, that's like hard for me to like wrap my head around, <laughs> but it is like the exact same arrangement and it is very good. Well, and I like that you said that because I have not, I did not make the connection that Rachel, you know, wants to be Barbara and Kurt. So evidently wants to be Judy, Judy. Garland. Like, like it's so, you know, that or somebody in that kind of class, like a, like a Liza or a, oh, yeah. a whoever. Well, Liza, you know Judy's I mean? daughter. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. It just, you know, it just so happens to fall that way. So at, yeah, I, I really love that, that parallel well, thankfully that link will be in the show notes if Zach does his oh, job for right. Sure. But I would say that if Kurt had three idols, I bet you would be Judy Garland, Liza Minnelli, and yep. probably like Elizabeth Taylor. Someone like very like glamorous, yeah. like that, like, you know. Ridiculous. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Something that just, you know. Yeah. Uh, fun fact. Did you know Elizabeth Taylor um, was a co-star on uh, General Hospital? Yeah. Who doesn't watch General Hospital? I'm Everyone who watches Glee. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that of course brings us to the Cheerios moment of the show. How many Cheerios does this episode earn in your mind, Dalton? I'm going to give it four Cheerios. Wow. And I think it's cause there's, we've kind of gone over this, but I think iconic moments are a big deal to me. And okay. I think there are two iconic moments in this really three actually. And it is happy days are here again. Get happy uh-huh. river deep mountain high. And Kurt's performance, I think they're all like Kurt's performance, not as much, but I think both of those other two performances are ones that have like stuck in my mind like forever. Yeah. I did not have the same take before having this discussion. I was very much ready to declare it a two. Uh, I just think not a lot happens this episode. There's no, uh, it's very song heavy. You're right. But I also thought that the songs chosen, I don't know, didn't thrill me. And in a, in a, there was a fashion of it just being like, yeah, like, I don't know. But now that we've talked about fashion it, of her love I, by Lady Gaga. And I understand the the depth of some of the, the content here. I have changed my mind to give it a three. I will elevate it to a three. Not a three uh, and a half. with <laughs> no, this is why we do this show, right? To kind of get context to 
give some background, to give more depth to an episode of, to a fucking Fox drama, right? you know? And you, <laughs> like, you give I, new takes. I give, I've seen the whole show a thousand times. Here's the takes that I have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there are lots of songs in this episode. As we said, it is very song heavy. So what is your favorite? God, after we just talked about it, now I kind of want to give it to get happy, but I will give it to, uh, Santana Mercedes. I just think it's, it's going to, it's a powerhouse performance. It's just, it's back and forth and she does this and, Oh, she did that. And Oh my God. And she just topped that. So we have river deep mountain high. I think that is my, that is my answer this time. While watching it, I kept going back and forth. And while we've been talking, I keep going back and forth. I I think I'm going to have to choose Happy Days Are Here Again and Get Happy. Because while I do love River Deep Mountain High, there's something about the chumminess, I guess, yeah. that comes off this, like, and also the vocals. It, it, just, it, it just makes it just slightly better. For me, it's they're very close, but I, I have to give it to Happy Days Are Here Again and get happy. Get happy again. Happy time. Happy night. Happy days are here one of those things where you want to just walk into some ridiculous dive bar and have some ultra talented person on stage who doesn't understand their talent or at least nobody else understands it. And yet they do that week after week, Friday nights, never getting their dues until maybe one day they make their big break, but you walk in and this is what's playing and that's what's happening as kind of like existing as the performance existing as the atmosphere in the place. It's the vibe. It is the ambiance, right? It is that one artist performing it. And I don't know where you get that anymore, especially in times of COVID. But right. like, you know, that's just what you want to experience. And this is the experience that I would love to just happen upon. Well, I have two answers for you. I have two answers for you for where those happen. Um, not in Indiana. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I would say Nashville and New York are both places that I feel like that happens all. Like I remember sitting, I had a layover in Nashville. It was a two hour layover and I was eating in the airport and there was probably one of the most talented people ever. She was just sitting there with her guitar, just singing. And it was like, I didn't even eat. I like could not eat my food cause I was so entranced in like what she was doing. So it happened. And actually still. that's, that's the answer. The answer is a subway station, yeah. right? That That is probably the easiest access to something like this where you would just happen upon it and almost like think if you weren't looking at the person that it was something playing right. on a radio, you know, in the distance and you round the corner and you're just assaulted by talent. And I think that's the, it's not a lost art by any means, right. but it's just something that you like, don't see anymore or like as should, often. And you would be so lucky right. to come across or that. the time that Hozier sang in the New York subway and it would, but he realized it was him. They just thought it was someone singing in the New York subway. 
Sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Zach, the next episode. Oh, wait. I guess we should talk about how many points you get this episode. If everyone's wondering, it's zero. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh-huh. The next episode, Zach, the title should give you all the hints you need, okay? Uh huh. The title is Rocky Horror Glee Show. So, <laughs> okay, I have a confession to make. I have never seen the Rocky Horror, whatever the fuck. I've never seen it. I know nothing about it. I know it through performances on shows, yeah. which sucks because I could probably hit some <laughs> goddamn, you know. Well, to be honest, until I saw this show, which I mean, I was once again, I was in high school, so I guess it makes sense. I had never seen Rocky Horror since uh-huh. then I have. But I also my hottest take is that I think that the Glee songs of Rocky Horror are better than the actual Rocky original Horror. ones. I get some hate for that sometimes. But I always rewatch this episode and the actual Rocky Horror during Halloween because that's when it becomes really okay. big. The month of October. Predict that. Is this your first prediction? <laughs> I I have nothing. I don't know. I don't, I, it just feels like it's going to be a very performance heavy show. All these things are just so easy. You know, like I could predict they're going to wear makeup. You know, I, it's just like, hold on, let me get to a space. Would you like a hint? (sighs) Sure. Um, I'll give you two. Okay. One of them is last year's musical was cabaret. The other hint is you will see a reoccurrence of a previous guest star who we didn't get good closure for. You know, I'm not going to predict on that shit. Neil Patrick Harris, potentially. Yeah, I'm going to roll with it. My first prediction is that Neil Patrick Harris will return because I think he kind of, I'm you're shaking your head at me. God damn it. Okay. I give up. Think of a, no think of a, a character. Nope. I'm over it. I have zero predictions for a you. Guest star. <laughs> <laughs> I can't predict a, sh- I, I don't know. Um, number one, I predict I literally know nothing about the Rocky Horror. Like I can't even say, oh, there's going to be this song. And I don't know. I know nothing about it. You've never even heard Time Warp by, from the Rocky Horror Picture Show? If I have, I've heard it on like, I've heard a rendition of it, you know, on another fucking TV show. All right, my number one. My number one prediction is if we're doing the Rocky Horror Picture Show, it must be, it must be Halloween at McKinley High. So it is Halloween. Number two, I predict that the lead performer AKA the, the dude, the, you know, the, is it, is he, does he proclaim himself to be, he, she, a transvestite on the show? So that is correct. Rocky Horror Picture Show is the only show where we refer to trans people as transvestite because it's actually like the character. It's a thing. So yes, it's a character. It's a lyric. It's yes, yes, I know. Okay. I do know that. Okay. So therefore I declare, I declare, I predict that the, that the lead performer, they can make it weird and awkward and make it thin. And have Kurt like say he's going to be it the entire time, and it not be him. All right, number two, I predict that Finn will be the lead performer boy, aka the supposed transvestite of the Rocky Horror Rocky Horror Picture Show, because wouldn't that be just desserts? Number three, we had zero Sue this episode, so I predict that this performance will be so jarring to Sue that she will spend a lot of time trying to shut it down because of a lot of innuendos. Those are predictions. How are those predictions? <laughs> okay. I think I might've hit two, but we'll see. Um, all right. Well, this has been another episode of, and that's what you missed on Glee. Yeah. Um, 
tune in next week for another short episode from what I can see on my, you said this is going to be a short episode. (laughs) (laughs) You mean the fact that we've already recorded for two and a half hours. Plus the fact that we've also recorded an hour and a half, two days ago. (laughs) Uh, Make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. (laughs) Leave us five stars. Make sure you follow us on all our social medias. It is at Wamog. Or don't forget to email us all your hot takes at outmog at gmail.com or DM us. And <laughs> including your nudes. Including your nudes. <laughs> uh, oh, and as well as your predictions to uh, who has more experience, um, as well as our penis sizes. Because, oh my God. I mean, you might as well throw some numbers out there and we'll get back sure, to Sure, Jan. But you know what we will also yeah. do? We will see you next time. And you no longer missed it. We just told you, and that's what you missed on Glee. Glee.